Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Eva Krizyak's a radio producer and self-confessed nosy Parker who started her podcast Everyone Else as a bit of a side hustle, a photography project taking shots of strangers that's developed into a series of interviews and a photographic podcast somewhere along the way. She basically approaches a random, interesting-looking stranger in the street and asks them if they have a story to share. Like a game of story roulette, these chance encounters can sometimes hit narrative gold. Eva edits herself out of the interviews, but if you listen to a few, you can tell that she enjoys the sound design part of the process, the audio effects, the quick cuts, the music, and woozy distortions that pace her interviews and create a mood. Here's Pandora. It's the story of a meeting between narrator John and someone very famous, the then 59-year-old Hollywood star Louise Brooks. How it all started was this... I had been doing a summer in Japan where I was worked in my father's dental practice as a newly qualified dentist. We're talking about 1965. And when I left, I went to join some friends in San Francisco and drove right across America with them to the East Coast. And then I had a few days left before I had to get back to England. And I went to visit a friend of mine in New York City. And in 1965, New York was a fantastic place where almost anything was possible. It was a 24-hour city. And somehow, having an English accent and wearing, as I did, a green corduroy suit... I could open all doors, etc. By chance, I happened to pick up a copy of Sight and Sound, which is a well-known English film magazine. And the summer 1965 edition had in it an article by somebody called Louise Brooks... And it was about her filming with a German director called Pabst and the making of a famous picture called Pandora's Box. Anyway, I read this article and I became absolutely fascinated by this woman and the way she wrote and also by her appearance. She was extremely glamorous in a sort of 1920s sort of way. 
it got it into my head because the city made everything seem so possible that I might try and find her and see whether she was still alive, which was not certainty by any means. So I took myself off to the New York Public Library and there they had a whole lot of documents and so on. And somehow I managed to get the name of somebody I thought might know her and I did somehow get in touch with this chap and eventually I managed to get an address for her. She was still alive, she was living in Rochester, New, upstate New York, and I sat down to write a letter. This was a very difficult letter, because I had to explain why I was a fan of hers without having seen any of her films, and it took me about a day and a half. September the 3rd, 1965, and, and then I give an address to which she can write if she does. I am from England, in America for the first time, and leaving in about a fortnight. I should like to be able to tell you that I am a fan of yours, but in a way it would be absurd, because I haven't seen any of your pictures yet, which makes this a little difficult to explain. What I have seen are five articles in magazines and the stills of you in the photographic section of the Museum of Modern Art in New York. It was there, talking to the organiser, that I discovered that there are others as well who admit to a certain feeling of excitement and affinity without knowing exactly why. Indeed, there seems to be an underground movement of fans who haven't seen a Louise Brooks picture, but are nonetheless engaged by a kind of Louise Brooks mystique. I'm afraid this letter must seem weak in the light of the well-informed attention paid you usually, and the following request can have little grounding on reason or in merit. You may even think it impertinent. I would like very much to come to Rochester to see you, even briefly, to hear about the things you did in films, the people you knew, and especially, if you would permit it, some of what might have been published in your book. I can pretend no association with the cinema except that of interest. I am neither historian nor journalist, and the only thing you might consider remotely in my favour is that I would be freer from certain misconceptions than, say, the audience outside the Gloria Palast or the French boy who came by to see you last year. I know from Mr Carr that you value your privacy and so I do not expect too much your acquiescence in this. Besides, it is very short notice. But if you will allow me to come, I shall be most grateful to you for that. If not, please accept my thanks for and congratulations upon your magazine articles, of which I hope there will be more. When I get home, I hope to make myself a more legitimate fan by seeing your films. Yours sincerely, John Bestford. So I eventually sent this letter off and uh, waited, and, and a few days later, a reply came back. The 6th of September, 1965. Dear Mr. Besford, I will be glad to see you if you come to Rochester. Let me know in detail. My private home is... And then there's a telephone number. And then she finishes. 
You are sane, aren't you? Regards, Louise Brooks. I was very excited about this, and I, feeling that anything was possible, I, I phoned up the local radio station and said, would you please put out an announcement that I would like a lift to Rochester tomorrow <laughs> from Cape Cod, I think I was. And the man said, oh, I'm sorry, he said, I'd have to ask the manager, he said, this is a classical radio station, I don't think we can really interrupt the concert to get you a free ride, but... I'm going to Boston if it's any help. So I said, that would be lovely. And he collected me. And then he left me. And then I got a hitch to eventually Rochester. And I turned up at um, Louis Brooks's flat. She welcomed me in and sat down in a, a, a chair and I had my... I had a, a wicker kind of suitcase, like a picnic hamper, actually, and I really did look most peculiar, with a three-piece suit in corduroy, and it was pretty hot weather. She sat me down and almost the first thing she said to me was, ''Are you homosexual?'' And I was completely stunned by this question. Nowadays, it would not be so odd, but in 1965, this was not something one was used to being asked. So I said no and looked at her surprised. She said, well, she, she said, I just want to, to know how to approach you, which I immediately thought was very sensible. Once I'd sort of recovered from this rather startling question, we started to talk about film history and about her life and so on. And we actually talked, I made a note of it, for 36 hours without stopping. It was the most exciting. She was, at that point, by far the most exciting person I had ever met and remains one of the most exciting people I've ever met to this day. A few more twists in that story too. It's called Pandora and it's from the podcast Everyone Else. Thanks to Eva Krizyak for letting me play that to you. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.